We're recording. We're live. Live. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody? Hope everybody's good. We're good. Oh, well, Monday oh, well. night mayhem. Yeah, good evening. Monday night mayhem. Back. And Wayne is hosting tonight for everybody that doesn't know me. I'm Wayne from, from Dublin. And the guys have asked me to host tonight. So hopefully I don't make uh, balls of it. So I'll do my best. Bear with me. And I think we're going to roll tonight. We're going to start with the FA Cup. And as part of the FA Cup, then we're going to speak about Anthony Alanga and the online abuse that he took for missing the penalty. And then on to the imminent um, appointment of Dan Ashworth from, from Brighton, ex-FA technical director who's going to take over at Newcastle. And then on to finish up with the AFCON which came to conclusion yesterday with a force win for Senegal, I believe, which surprised me. So we'll start off, I think, with the FA Cup. So um, anyone got out and say with the FA Cup and the magic of the FA Cup this weekend? I know Barry might have something to say after after uh, the flares of Wimbledon, Wood had a brilliant result last night against yeah. Bournemouth, a good so it probably doesn't make you feel as bad now, Barry, does it? No, it doesn't. Not after we lost to him, no. He <laughs> <laughs> no. didn't play well that day, did he? No, well, <clears throat> no, not too bad. But yeah, Boren Wood, I mean, he's ex Gerard's ex Wimbledon, so I'm quite happy for him. Yeah. And Lloyd Doyley's in there as well with a mixed Wofford, didn't he? Played three or 400 games for Wofford. Yeah. And a, an Irish guy is a player coach, Connor Smith. You might remember him from, uh, you remember they did the football, what was it called? Football star. I remember they, they, they win the contract at Inter Milan. Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, well, the Irish guy came second. I can't remember if he came second or third. Um, he was, he's a player coach at Barham Wood now. He was with Watford and he's done the rounds around some of the lower English clubs. But he got a he got a contract from Watford off the back of, the back of that. Good player, like good lad. Um, so he's player coach of Wood as well, which is a, it's a great story. It's a great story. They they, they played well. They wrote a look a little against Bournemouth, who were a good side. Um, I watched I watched the highlights. Uh, yeah, it was a good game. They 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 back to the wall job, but they're a big enough club. They they brought thirteen hundred. The, uh, down to Bournemouth, which yeah, it's good. It's a sizable away curve. Mm-hmm. And again, this is this is why people love the FA Cup. You know, um, a lot of people would have probably lost a lot of money. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, again, you know, you know, it just you know that that win for Bournemouth Wood has probably given them enough money to literally, you know. Um, Get all of the facilities paid for and get certain things done for even next season. So you know yes. it's so like it's kind of not yeah, just getting one hundred percent. And uh, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I can only saw the highlights, but especially in the, in the first 20, 30 minutes, um, they were actually all over Bournemouth, and uh, yeah. it just looked like Bournemouth were just not at the races. And you know, I don't know if they thought it was going to be um, an easy game, but. Um, they literally deserve to win, and uh, again, I I, I hope Bor you know Borum Wood can actually 
get um, get through their, their like next tie as well. Because again, we need more teams like this. Like we need dreams to come true. Because again, like a lot of these players are part-time players. You know, probably at the back end of their careers. Um, and again, it's just something to to kind of uh, aspire. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah no. Uh, that's actually what, a question to put to people. You know, it's great to see the joint killing. It really is. It's brilliant. It's it's, it's the fairy tale stuff. But when your team is out and you're watching as a neutral, yeah, you want to see a joint killing. But when it gets to the quarters and semis, you want to see the big guns go at it. I do anyway. So. You know, if you remember the FA Cup from two or three years ago when City played Watford and then it's 6-0, you know, in the final. Nobody wants a 6-0 final unless it's your team. So that'd be something. I don't know how everyone else thinks, but it's great in the third and fourth round. But, you know, the business end of the, the Cup, it's nice to see the top sides play too. It's a bit like when Bradford uh, reached the final. You, you kind of want that to happen again. When Bradford reached the final of the Capital One, it was it was, yeah. You know, Carabao. All of them did it a couple of, all, all of them did it a couple of times as well, didn't they? In the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, like to see it. Makes sense. Like, you definitely like to see the the lower teams, even even if they're lower league like EFL teams, League Two, League One. You kind of like them to see go far in the go far in it because it helps them out. Yeah, definitely does. And, and actually, before the Kinnerminster and West Ham game, they had uh, the one of the uh, directors from the FA get an interview just before the game. I caught it on BBC. And he was saying that it was worth roughly around £800,000 for, uh, for the town, not just the club, the town. Because of the people coming in and out, you know, maybe buying fish and chips or whatever, going for some drinks or a meal or whatever, but £800,000, a lot of money. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, for me, I kind of remember the Wigan-Man City final, you know, you know, yeah. no, like, no one, like, gave Wigan a chance. Uh, yeah. And, um, you, know, everyone, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, even though, yes, we kind of like to see, like, the big like well like the so-called big four you know or the kind of big six after a while you know it gets boring because we always see those teams in the premiership you know they always build up those those games and all of those players get big billing and you know rightly so um you know for like me i would i mean i i don't think it will it will ever happen but you never know i would actually love to see a quarter final where all of the Premiership teams are out, and it's just Championship, yeah. oh, you know, um, downwards. I mean, I that would be amazing. Yeah, I would as well. I would. I, I agree with that. <clears throat> I'd like to see if, yeah. a, a fight, even the finals when there's no big teams in there, it's just a little minnows battling it out because they're going to get. You want to see a competitive final, don't you? You don't want. You don't want to see an, You don't want to see a final where it's like we had, as I said, City and Watford. Like, you want to see a no, final you, where no, no, you want the big ones out. Close one. Yeah, the little ones in there fighting, fighting out, fighting it out together. Yeah. Millwall did well the year because it's 2003. Remember, they made the final. They were in the championship, yeah. and they, the United beat them. But they got to play in Europe the next season. Dennis Williams is the manager. Yeah, yeah, and you know, cool. and again, yeah, and again, two 
to like those Millwall fans, like you know, those that would be belated memories in the FA Cup. You know, it's not even like they're like league league form or like where they finished because they had like they, you know they will probably finish mid mid table, but you know, kind of yeah. get into Wembley and uh, literally ha- just having the opportunity to to uh, play against you know my night and but also just to have the opportunity to even beat them. Hey, you know, um, that's that's literally going to be a lot of um fans you know kind of lasting memory yeah yeah i think yeah it was one of ronaldo's first trophy at man united i think as well you know there's a lot to remember i think if i'm not mistaken i think maybe southampton's were probably the last side outside the top flight to win the league and that would have been what the 70s unless coventry coventry were in top flight when they won in 88 or 87 was it and so we've not had an awful lot of Stock results. I think one of the biggest shocks, I think, of recent memory for me was when Chesterfield made the semi-final, captained by Sean Deutsch. Does anyone remember that? Beaten by Yes, I remember. Yeah. That was when, yeah, that was when Mark Davis was literally like the player of the tournament. And um, I think he got his move to, was it to Bolton after? Yeah, Kevin Davis. Yeah, Kevin. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin, Kevin, sorry. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and and I think didn't Chesterfield have an offside goal that should have been or a goal over the line? That's what it was. It, it was the last one of the last times the final, the, the semi finals were played in neutral grounds. That's what I miss. I think that's a tradition that's really bad for me. Yeah. Badly missed in the FA Cup. I think yeah, the neutral grounds and the fact that the finals Wembley. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like when you think of Villa Park and Main Road, yeah, some of the semi finals. Yeah. Brilliant. I think we are. Sorry, no, go ahead, buddy. I was going to say I went to Tottenham for um semi final. So it's, um especially if you're a smaller, considered to be a smaller club, going to a, a to potentially a bigger ground when you're probably never going to get there if you're never in, you're never in the top flight is, is, is yeah. an experience, isn't it? So you, you'd want to. You want to bring that back. That's that was something that was special about the FA Cup. You actually get to see yeah. the other grounds just before you get to the finals. Like this is one yeah. of the you know one of the one of the uh, special things about the cup. You get to go to another ground. This is a big ground. You're not playing the home team there. You're playing another team, and and you yeah. get to go to the, the final as well. The Wembley is like a bonus on top. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I think what another thing was it was always the showpiece of the season, the last game of the season, wasn't it? Now, yeah, if you remember when, when City and Wigan played, yeah. and City, when City beat Stoke, they played played each other two or three days later, midweek in the league. You know what I mean? I think that all football should be finished by then, that the cup final should be the, the, the final court. You know what I mean? That'd be... I, I think the one or two small little traditions have taken the little bit of shine away from the FA Cup for me. I think so as well. It's taking a bit of a shine of it, yeah, definitely. I think he still hasn't taken it all of yeah. it, but but no, definitely, no, the, no. The, definitely the changes they've made has taken the special the specialness of the cup a little bit of it away, yeah. but, not all, but not all of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, It was like you know when you when I think cup final day, I think of you know comes on BBC at eleven o'clock in the morning and it's a four hour build up and. You know, it's the last game of the season. But I'm saying that as well. You know, they were the days when you didn't get every bit of football on the telly. Now you, you know, oh, well, every, yeah, you, I can watch. I, I've got like a, 
it, we, we call it a dodgy box. I've got a dodgy box here, <laughs> dodgy and I can watch. <laughs> and I've got I can watch any any game that's on any game. Like on a Saturday, like I, I can watch every Wimbledon Wimbledon game. I can watch every every game. I just on a Saturday click on my box, and uh, uh, the guy who does it, I can go down to Premier League games, club game, and I go in, just go click into the club that I want to watch, and bang, there you go. Like, so it does, it, uh, in, in the days of, of when the cup final, it was more, there wasn't as many games on. You know, now you've got every game on. So that's the nostalgia that I think hasn't helped but. I still think they've taken a few little small things that you could add back that really make it special. What do you think of uh, Tottenham's chances at Borough? That's going to be a tough one, isn't it? I'll say impressive Middlesbrough now against Man United. Look, I thought United deserved to win it. They played quite well, but Middlesbrough, they stuck, they stuck at it. Chris, Chris Wilder's a fantastic manager. I yeah. thought, I, I really thought Sheffield United. They dropped the ball, getting rid of him there. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's actually one of the best British managers at the moment. I think you know what I mean. Like, I think he's fantastic. Uh, and then as well, I'm thinking uh, Tottenham would think they have a chance of winning it now since the big John, the gun, big big guns are coming out bit by bit. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, they themselves. Yeah, I mean, you know, um. Well, I mean, of course, with like Nottingham Forest first of all beating a small club like Arsenal and then literally beating Leicester City. Why are you um, bringing us this win? So, <laughs> yeah, and they didn't. So, so, I don't know if anyone's seen that game. Um, uh, my United I got beaten. <laughs> so, no, um, I said like Nottingham Forest Leicester. They didn't just beat Leicester. They absolutely hammered them. They were yeah. fantastic. Steve Cooper, by the way, there's a guy. You know, this is only his second job. He's only two or three years. He was the Liverpool Academy manager at one yeah, stage yeah. and the Wrexham Academy manager. Holy, he's the he's, oh. like the football they played. They absolutely played Leicester off the pitch yesterday. And, and yeah. that young guy, Brennan Johnson, he looks a player. Oh. David Johnson, it's bad as David Johnson. Two youngsters, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I think. Um, I think you know, um, and I'd say a dark horse if they, if they can uh, kind of maintain this would be Nottingham Forest, and and I also say, of course, Liverpool and possibly even Everton. I think you know Everton look yeah look decent, you know they yeah. they kind of the, you know have the other, that. The, the question mark you have in Liverpool will be will they will they play a full strength team in certain rounds? You know what I mean? They tend to rotate probably too much. Well, uh, you know, I mean, you know, as a as a, you know Liverpool fan, I think you know we have a really good strength and depth. Um, not as like the other teams that we knocked out, and um, you know, it's it. I think now we've kind of have Elliott like now like back. Uh, we've like got that um, uh, that new Portuguese winger um, Luis yeah. Diaz that looks you know very very tasty. Um, I, you know, honestly, I I can really think that we we like definitely definitely have a chance. But no, I mean, again, uh, you know, um, outside of the prem, I would I would like love Nottingham Forest to you know to actually do it. Chance for what? 
chance to what? Um, the chance to actually win the FA Cup. I mean, again, you know, um, Nottingham Forest beat, beat, you know, beat a very poor mm-hmm. Arsenal team, and then you know they kind of beat a very decent um, Leicester team. So you know, again, beating like two Premiership teams. Uh, I think you know not you know not the Forest will let, literally definitely definitely have the kind of uh, confidence to you know and the kind of swagger to, to actually say you know what I think we can go all the way and again with the youngsters there I think most of them are on loan I believe Wayne I think yeah not yeah on- again a couple on loan James Garner is from on loan they've got the uh, who I was very impressed with is there I think he's from he's out from Croydon isn't he is uh, Spence. Uh, the right ball, he was excellent. Really, really impressed with him. But, uh, you know, they have, I, I think Brennan Johnson is, is theirs, isn't he? The top 20 million for him now. But, yeah, I was very impressed with Karen. I'm very impressed with Spence and Johnson. And the big guy of forward, the number nine. Um, yeah. I think it was named. Is it Davis? He is. Something Davis. Well, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're right, Dave. Something Dave. Jamal Davis, I think it might have been. He was very good as well. Very impressed with him. You know what I mean? And and then Warrell, Joe Warrell, they came back, the forest boy. He's been there for a few years. Big, tall guy, centre-half. They were good. They were impressive. The style of football was very, was very Liverpool-esque. In fairness, it was very Liverpool-esque. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And uh, with the, with the United game, um, what did you guys think about the United game? You know, they played quite well. They, they did play quite well. They, like, for 60, 70 minutes, they... Missing open goals, penalties, hit the bar, hit the post, keeper pulling off save. But, you know, Middlesbrough dug in, they still got it. You know, when they, think, when they got I the ball, United, they took the pass. I think United was unlucky. They were unlucky. Like they say, like they say the god of soccer was not with them on that particular day. Yeah. Because they did everything that they needed to score. The goal yeah. just wouldn't yeah. come. So, I think they were, they were just unlucky. And then uh, I think we'll ask Callum about this. What did what did you think of the goal that Middlesbrough got? Should it have stood? No, Humble. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's no. Yeah, I it's... don't think because uh, if you I... look, the, it, it was the emotion of the player. It wasn't as if it was a deliberate handball. Okay, is his arm in an unnatural position? Of course, I think yes. so. Okay. I think so. Has his arm controlled the ball leading to a goal? I thought, yeah. It would have went out of play. It would have went out of play. So. I thought, I thought they got it badly wrong. In the rules, as far as I know, that is handball. Yeah. Well, didn't they not say. I think they did. They not, they not tweet that rule, I think. I don't know. Yeah. It, they tweaked it. It's they tweaked, in the summer. They tweaked it. Yeah. And so no one really understands it. No one knows what the handball rule is because, you know, you see it in the Prem week in, week out. There's a handball, there's a goal which has had handball leading up to it. Whether it's a natural position or unnatural position, the ball's been controlled with the hand and the goal's not been given. Yeah. Uh, you can understand you can understand if the, if the hand's in an, in a natural position. 100%. Then it's harsh, but if it's unnatural, your hands up and it controls it. You know that goal wouldn't have happened if 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 his hand if his hand is down by his side. It wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't have been a goal. Hundred percent. And you know, like don't get me wrong. I'm glad, like, not just because it's United, but I'm glad a medal surprise 
like have gone to the next round. But the way it's happened, I don't agree with it. Yeah, yeah, and especially I when the VAR like was in play. Yeah, there shouldn't have been any excuses. I wouldn't begrudge Middlesbrough. I think I, I, I'm very, I, I'm a big admirer of that chairman Gibson. I think he's an excellent chairman. Yeah, and I, 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 and I said, big fan of Chris Wilder. So yeah, and it's good to see that United have had their day in the sunshine. You know, they they'll come back from that. So it it is it's good to see, but it would be better if it was if it was a. You know, I don't oh, think they'd have scored if it wasn't for that. Mm. You know, and you know, but, you, Jesse saying Manchester United did everything right. In some ways, so did Middlesbrough. That was a very, very good yeah. game to watch. Oh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, Middlesbrough actually surprises me. The way they played, they played. Mm. They never played. Um, they were, I thought they were actually playing like a, a Premiership team. Mm. It really, really and, played well. And the thing is, oh. both teams deserve to go through. With that, yeah. yeah. And, and credit to Middlesbrough as well. They came and they scored eight penalties on on the trot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, you know, you, you you can only like to do to do that in front of the Stratford end. Eight very good penalties. You know, they really put Man United under pressure. And yeah. on that note. Let's just want to go on. This is something I'm just interested in. Um, is it, it blends into this? Anthony Alanga missed the decisive penalty, and he took an awful lot of a, a, a vile abuse online after. And I'm just interested to get people's take on it. You know, from it, it's it, I suppose a delicate uh, a delicate subject. It's sick, you know. It's sickening. You know, it's, it's a young lad has missed a penalty. A penalty, like, he's an excellent player. Like the bollocks to step up there. Yeah. So You shouldn't be, you shouldn't the, be demising him for, with racist abuse and just general abuse for missing the penalty. You should be praising him for having the bollocks to step up to that penalty. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I don't like pinpointing anyone, but Rafa Varane, World Cup winner, European uh, Champions League, far, far, far time winner, did, didn't step up. I'm not saying he had to, but Alanga stepped up. And yeah. he's a young player. Young players, are, you should be allowed to make mistakes, but penalties are penalties. And what I'm interested to see at the opinion of maybe more so the, lad, the English lads, is it an English thing where fellas, like we've seen it in the summer with Saka and Rashford. Mm. Uh, and we've seen it down the years with Southgate and Pierce. They probably didn't get it as bad because you know we didn't have anything online. But do you do you think the abuse would have been as bad if it was a young white guy or a white guy, or do you think it was extra extra worse or extra bad or whatever way you want to describe it? Uh, I'm sure someone could articulate it better than I, I, I am. But do you think as well it was people that? took a chance and said, Roy, here's a black, here's a young black guy and we're just going to abuse him for the sake of abuse him. What sort of mentality do you have to, to shout that abuse for someone missing a penalty? 100% that's the reason. Would Did did Southgate get the abuse he did when he missed his? Not I just, I remember. 
I, I, just, I just think the pressure that they're putting on the young lads is too much. And uh, I mean, obviously, in the penalty shootout, one person is about is bound to lose. And would I say it's fault? No, but the racist abuse is just, I mean, I don't know what the FA is doing about it or what the government is going to do about it. Something needs to be, something drastic needs to be done because it's not the first time and I don't think it's going to be the last time. It's going to continue. They're abusing this lad who's had the, like, had the bollocks to step up and take this penalty, but why are they not abusing the manager for letting that lad put himself put at least not put himself in that position, but to to get this, but like he's put himself in that position to take a penalty yeah, and the potential to miss it, knowing the repercussions that could come. Mm. Well, I don't, I don't, because hold on. Are you now saying because of the racial abusing thing, if um, a player is willing to take a penalty because of what the media and the rest of the people are going to say to him, he shouldn't take the penalty? Meanwhile, a young, the player, player, a young player like that who hasn't played many games for, for, for Man United this season as many as you'd like to think he's played you know he's a good player and this is he should, yeah he, but he should be in like there's he's probably better than some of the players that are being played in the starting 11 but he's one of the farm players in Man United at the minute 100% and he's not starting, him, but, he's one of the but he's not starting every game so no, no. and uh, he hasn't played nearly as many as he should, you know. Well, I get, I get, I get the point you're making, Callum. Should the mm. manager take a more responsibility? He said, "Look, you're too young. 100%. You know, let's, you know, yeah, mm. let's let's hold off." But, no. but what well, Jesse is saying, you know, Roy, well, then, and this what this what this what I wanted to bring the topic up is: would it be the abuse? Do you do, do people here think it'd be as bad if, for argument's sake? Scott McTominay had a miss that compared to Anthony no. Alanga. Do you think the abuse would have been as bad? No. no. Oh, I, 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 are, the, are the keyboard races just red, ready to, you know, this is my chance. There's not, probably not even football fans, just guys waiting, you know, waiting for yeah. a, a young man I mean, like that. To I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, if you, you know, um, if you, if you actually look on, on the on the accounts that that are literally spouting out all of this kind of racist racist abuse, like you know, they are all ghost accounts. These are all accounts that have just been set up. Like there's been no, you know, there's like no back history. So again, you yeah. know, these are people that have just set up an account there and then, or literally have a ghost account just to, just to say whatever they have to say. And again. It's not going to change, you know. To, to be, you know, to be absolutely honest with you, when the when the young lad misses penalty, I wasn't even thinking about oh, he's that like, going to get abused because literally I thought, okay, well, you, you know, United out, you know what, they're going to move on to you know trying to qualify for the Champions League. So when, so of course when uh, when like this was a like a top, you know, uh, topic, it uh, it didn't even cross 
crossed my mind and like well you know what i'm not surprised because again our kind of england lads got like abused in the final and like you know literally that was that was um very 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 uncomfortable so then you know and if the government and then you know if, if like, well, you know it's not even really like the government but it, you know if these social media accounts and you know again i'm you know i've been racially abused on on um on my accounts and i just look you know you know i just look and laugh because again these are kind of ghost accounts they really don't give an absolute damn you know and uh it's just something unfortunately that we just have to live with i think now because of social media um a lot of people that not saying didn't believe certain things that were being said now can actually see what you know um what like black people have been going through for years and now they see it now online and think wow this is vile you know um, yeah. x x y and z but we've been seeing this for 20 or 30 40 years so like you know again this is like nothing new to us it's just a fact now it's more publicized so you're one of the older generation to reach that you're able to you know we're from the generation of sticks and stones may break our bones but names never horse you know what i mean and you're mm. able to go well they're ghost accounts nah, nah, I, I, I can disregard that but a younger guy the younger generation that are not used to that a young, a, a young Tabrice that was brought brought up with social media might find that harder to deal with, maybe. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I yeah. see it with, yeah. with, with my children. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying it's the same. With, they, get, they don't get racially abused, obviously. But what I'm saying is they're they're not they're not the same as we are. We're we're able to go. Well, that's yeah. That's that's bullshit. There. That's 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 fake account. No, no, no one talks like that. That's ridiculous. No, you we we can. We can we know what that is. They don't. They take. But my my twelve year old tried to convince convince us while ago that uh, <laughs> that uh, planes weren't allowed to fly over Messi's house, and he was convinced of it. So no, no planes. Him and his friend planes are not allowed to fly over Messi's house. They believe what they say. Where our generation goes, fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? We we're able to do that, and it's just, it's similar. You're able to. To look at them, their ghost accounts. What about the young, the young black boy that's been brought up on social media, and this is bombarding them? That's 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 hard to deal. With. That's very hard to deal. With. Uh, uh, moving on from what Tobias said, I mean, they would have heard stories about how black people were being treated, and then so for it to be continuing now, I don't think it's something that they would um, pay much importance because they would have told them anyway. That this is this 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 sort of things will happen. Yeah, it's it's still bullshit, isn't it? Like it's it's crap. Like you know, this just keeps happening over and over again. Yeah, there's been absolutely nothing done about. It. You know, there's been not like it's a simple thing. You know, if you want to set up an online account, you have to have some sort of identification, and it has to be yeah, you can put a, a, a handle up and call yourself. Batman or whatever you want to call yourself, but it still should be able to be a link to the person who's setting it up so we can control this. And then people will think twice of doing this shit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, um, I just I just hope that it's not going to affect him too much. Um, and, you know, he's got the right people around him. And again, that's the... 
minority of idiots, uh, you know, that that kind of you know like to like to cause you know like trouble. But again, you know, it's it doesn't surprise me, and it probably doesn't surprise you know anyone here. Um, we just have to make sure that we can educate as many people as possible and hey you know then you know we're kind of going into a different conversation but um but no um i'm actually glad, glad that united are out <laughs> that doesn't surprise me to me that doesn't surprise me <laughs> well look it was just a subject i wanted to bring up just to you know last week we had the greenwood thing this week we have the alanga thing you know that's a serious part of the podcast done you know, let's get back to something else now. And I'm thinking, I'd like to hear everyone's opinion on Dan Ashford on his appointment at Newcastle. And I think it's a very shrewd move by Newcastle. And and, and I, I wanted to bring it up because I know Newcastle is a hot topic on this this uh, on, on this group. So just to get everyone's thoughts on, on what uh, they t- to think of Dan Ashford's imminent, uh, imminent appointment at Newcastle. Well, you know, as I'm a big, big supporter of Eddie Howe, I, I think um, <laughs> um, I really don't think it's going to make any difference anytime soon. Um, and anything, anything and, Eddie Howe does is like it turns into gold. Well, I mean, again, it, it's you know, hopefully they are bringing like the right footballing people into Newcastle because again Newcastle are a big big club um and you know um I I do want them to get it right because again we need as much competition in the Premier League uh as possible but hey you know what um only only time will tell I mean I, he he's like done a good job at, at Brighton right like you know he's 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 yeah, done a really good and... job, Brian. Okay, I think for me, his biggest his biggest uh, job was what he did as the technical director of the FA. When you look at the success, as, as I mentioned earlier on, Steve Cooper, he was the seven seventeens manager for England when they was it the Euros or the World the World Youth Cup they won. So his his blueprint is you look at the players England are producing now. They're producing all types of different footballers. You know, you've got your Smith Rowe's, you've got your Sackers, you've got your Rashford's, you've got your Green, well, Greenwood's, you've got even Harvey Elliott's. Look at the players, the talent pool now, England, technical players England are producing. is off the scale. And then there's a huge amount of players playing abroad in Germany and, and Holland, English kids. You know what I mean? Where, like, 15, 20 years ago, England were struggling to produce players. Now they're producing players. In, in a difficult environment for England because of the Premier League. So I think, as three said, I think, yeah, you mightn't see the, the effect of Dan Ashworth now, but I think going forward, Newcastle over the years, and you think of the players that have come out of that part of the, the country but never played for Newcastle, it's phenomenal. So I think, I think he's, he's going to, I think he's a very, very shrewd appointment. I really do. Hmm. What's his. Uh, Wayne, what, what's he gone in as? HR, what, uh, head of recruitment or was he DOF? I think he's going as a, a, a director of football. Or, yeah. I don't know. They, they change all their names. I'm not 100% sure of the actual title role, but he'll change that club from top to bottom, from recruitment to the youth policy. Because like, I mentioned, like if you think of that Walls End Boys Club, 
they have to be one of the most prolific grassroots clubs in, in the UK. Like, you know, yeah. Steve Bruce, yeah. Alan Shear, Peter Beardsley, Steve Watson, Lee Clark, Fraser Forrester is playing now. It's just incredible. But the amount of them, like even Shearer, I know he eventually played for Newcastle, but he actually, they didn't stay in the youth ranks. You know what I mean? They, they, whatever had gone wrong up there. And even down at Man United, that, that lad, he's an excellent player and he'd be the next one to break through. He's playing a few games at Shola Shortari. Uh, he's a Jordan. He's from Wazend Boys Club as well. So, you know, there is an abundance of talent up in that part of the world. And now they've got a fella in who, who knows how to tap into that and knows how to build a club. Look at Brighton. Like, you know, it's, it's like, it's, no, look, they're not the best team in the league, but look where they've come from and the strides they've made in a small period of time. Yeah, and yeah, he's and, going to be doing that on steroids, basically, with the money. Yeah, and and you know, I think that was probably the like the biggest concern that you will get a lot of yes people at at Newcastle that would literally blag their way into positions. And, you yeah. know, getting like him in, it's like, okay, you know, get, yeah, like there is a footballing person that knows it inside out, that you cannot BS, that you cannot hoodwink, that again, you know, if he's there for a decade, well, I mean, yeah, you know, probably all like, let's say, five, you know, three, three like, to 10 years. Now, potentially, now we are looking at a club that, that will be challenging for like the top foreigners. And again, you know, we we've kind of always said, especially with Newcastle, it was like a virus from the top down. And now with him there, you know, I think the culture is going to change completely. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's um it's a good news. I think it's good news for your pal Eddie Hell because I'd say their philosophies and their way of looking at things would align. You would imagine so. Anyway, you know, um, I, I think I think it's a great move, and I, I imagine by the looks of it, Dan Ashwood has knows the, the landscape of football from the length and breadth of the UK, from coaches to players, and I think that's going to be massive. Like, you know, especially at the start where a lot of the big foreign names will hesitate about going. Like, if you think it, I don't know if you've ever heard the story. David Moyes, when he's at Sunderland, tried to change their training base from Sunderland to London to make it more attractive to players to come. So maybe Newcastle have learned from that and they're going to go, right, like, even with all the money, we may struggle to get the certain type of superstar here. So why not create our own over a long, longer period, a more sustainable? Like, like Man City have really done it now. I know they still spend a lot of money, but there's... Their, their academy is forcing at the seams of quality players. You know what I mean? And they will eventually, you know, you'll see more and more of them come through. You know what I mean? You're going to see a few, particularly, I think that lad, Palmer looks a player, and Tommy Doyle, who's down at loan at Swansea. So incredible mm. players. And Newcastle, I think, will be looking at that. And Chelsea as well. Look at Chelsea, seeing the benefits you now, like Reese James and Mason Mount, and, you know, even Tammy Abraham, who's, who's doing really well at Roma, you know, and, you know, it's, I think Newcastle, this could be what we probably feared with Newcastle, that they're not just going to be this club that can spend, but they'll also get the house in order. And it really shake things up in the league, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, again, there's, there's like, no fear when Eddie's at the helm. So, hey, 
I would agree with you to Breeze because I do, I do think he doesn't know when to shut up shop, when to kill a game and, and sort of go, right, let's take the three points. <laughs> Anyone else add that at Newcastle? Uh, or will we move I, on to the AFCON? Yeah, let's um let's probably move. Uh, yeah, I mean again it's up to you. I mean uh, uh AFCON, I mean um uh, yeah. Uh, it's a boring final. What was it? You said again? It's a boring final. No way. Senegal, <laughs> Egypt, boring. Oh, it was absolutely well boring. Just got to welcome um, someone um, to the group. Vin Blaine just Blade. joined us. Hello, Blaine. Hello, Vin, Nice to meet you. My mic, my mic is muted, right? Okay, I got it. Good to be here. Hello, Vine. Vin, Great to have you. Know who you are? What you do? Oh, I'm, I'm actually just starting. Um, I was actually the technical director first in Jamaica, then. Then Grenada and US Virgin Islands. Now I'm the head coach of the Jamaica women's senior team going into the World Cup campaign. Oh, you're welcome. welcome. Very welcome. Yeah, man. Thanks much. You, you just missed our conversation on technical directors, and we were talking about uh, the Newcastle's imminent uh, appointment of, of Dan Ashwood. So yeah. it's interesting to, to, to hear your 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 your, your role as a, a, a technical director, or and, and what that entails. Yeah, technical director roles uh, vary. I I, I basically I'm in the Caribbean, and it varies okay. a lot from different associations. I've been fortunate to work in three different associations in the Caribbean as technical director and um, director of football and coaching education. And it's sometimes, it, oftentimes it comes with the president's view on what they want. You know, um, like for instance, in Grenada, I was in charge of everything that was technical, that had to do with technical, you know, uh, even down to the distribution of, of uniforms. Um, but anything to do with the teams, you know, the, from all the age group teams I, I would oversee. Um, uh, it, and in Jamaica, it was just about the same. Uh, in, in the US Virgin Islands, you know, it, it was almost like uh, controlled by the president, you know, uh, micromanaging. So right. that's, a dif that's a difficulty, you know, because I always say to them, if you hire me for my expertise, then are you, you're going to tell me what to do, then maybe you should do the job. And I'm not <laughs> being arrogant. I'm not oh, being arrogant. Yeah. To the fact. Makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, it was your idea to uh, chase all the uh, well, I'm from Ireland, an air old air old technique, and and I think we still do. We've got a full time scout. Ireland, uh, the FAI, the Football Association of Ireland, have a full time scout mm -hmm. in English academies, mm -hmm. and his job, his role, is basically to find the young, the talented young 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 players that have Irish heritage or Irish roots that we can convert. And I know Jamaica, in Jamaica, I think last year, they, they went after a good few uh, English guys that with Jamaican heritage, right, if I'm not right. mistaken. No, def no it, th that's been going on from 1998. But they did. 
um, they went off, off some top players. But you know, as it goes, um, the top players wait and to see and to see if they're going to be called by the, by, by England, you know. Uh, yeah. But they got a few. They got Antonio, who was who was at one point the leading yeah. goal scorer. Um, but that's a trend. That's a trend now in 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 the, in the Caribbean. All the countries are doing that now. You know, even the USA. Even the USA, they give yeah. decisions very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but you have to do it when you when you've got a small population. It's like ourselves. Like there's only, like well, when we did it in in our, I would say when I say our pump, in you know the Irish the Irish the Irish uh, population in the last ten years has probably ne- nearly doubled. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but before that it was only like two and a half three million people here. So, yeah. you know, we really did. A lot of like it, it going back to the two to the World Cup. We only qualified for I think three World Cups, and the mm-hmm. first two, I'd say the majority of our, our side were all British born. Mm-hmm. We're British, basically. I think I think one guy actually admitted that he didn't really have an Irish passport, but he forged it. Tony Cascarino. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so like. You know the, the line. You see the line for the, the national anthem, and there'll probably be only one person singing it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that is so true because you know I I was in charge of the women's women's uh, program in Jamaica for about twelve years before I before I came back and took this job. And what one of the things I asked Wayne is when when I recruit, I said to I said to all the players, you have to learn the national anthem. Because when you're on camera and it's being played, and you can't, you don't, you don't know the words, you don't know, you can't even identify when the, when the national anthems play started to play. You know, okay, you're not familiar with it. And I'm speaking from experience because when I was in um, Grenada and I was at a tournament, my four, first tournament with Grenada, and the national anthem started to play. I was walking and I realized I didn't figure, I didn't know it was that national anthem at the time. So yeah, that is that that is something that we have to speak to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, there's a story Roy Kane only recently told, and it mm-hmm. was about Matt Holland. I don't know if you know Matt Holland played for Charlton and Ipswich. Yeah, and uh, he played he played for Ireland as well. But he's English. He's got an English accent. He never spent any time. I think his grandparent mm-hmm. was Irish. But uh, they were they were watching an England game. It was an Ireland camp, so they're sitting mm-hmm. around watching an England game. And Matt Holland stood and sang sang the whole English national anthem, even though he was on international duty with the Irish team. <laughs> so, and I'm sure Jesse would say the same. And Nigeria tend to do a little bit of recruitment like that, I think, as well, don't they? Yeah. I, I, I actually that? had a young. I'm just saying, Nigeria tend to recruit. Some some English nationals and, and, and people that are you know of a Nigerian heritage as well. Yes, yes. I coached a guy. Yeah. I coached a young guy I had here, Mipo Obedenko. He's um he's uh, he's born and raised in Ireland. He's with West Ham. He's been with City and United, and he's with West Ham. I think he's on loan at Doncaster now. Mm-hmm. Good kid, like good player. And I know there's a battle between the. Nigerian and Irish associations of who's trying to get him. You know what Nigeria, I mean? They're, yeah. they're a war. 
there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, uh, British working in Nigeria anyway. So yeah. Oh, we're being recorded. We're being recorded at the minute. We do a weekly podcast here, and we're being recorded. So we've just gone through some topics. We went through the FA Cup, and then we did a segment on the friendly Mister Anthony and Lange, who took some some online abuse, and then we moved on to sort of the technical director role. So we were going to finish off. We've got ten minutes left on our uh, uh, Ultimate Coaches Network uh, podcast, and. We sort of said the last thing we'd have a quick chat about and just be interested to get your take on it would be uh, the African Nations which finished up yesterday and the final mm-hmm. and we were talking about it most that is the most Allen and uh Mane. Mane battle. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, it, was, I, it, I it was boring. It was a it great was, game. It wasn't no, 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 no. It was it was absolutely it boring. boring. It, you know, it, it was, you know, again, like, you know, um, I think the, like, football has been okay. I think the coverage has been poor. Um, wow. I, yeah, 100%. It's been absolutely poor. Uh, and, you know, of course, like, there's kind of been, like, a big build-up from terms of this money versus salad debate. And for, like, me... Cameroon were have literally been like the best team in the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! Cameroon have been the best team. Oh my 100. god! 100. Topics, you're starting again. You're starting again. But you know, I'm you know I'm just speaking the truth. I think you know. Um, that's not the you know, truth. That's your that's your own that's your own truth. That's you know what? In but again, let's be absolutely real. Real here, yeah, a lot of those players, a lot of those players, a lot of those players, if they're not playing for a European or literally quote, 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 like a top European country now, I don't think they will probably play again for a, a top European co- country. Which Anyone team? that's listen, um, there were kind of you know players there that were probably doing like some live auditions, which is absolutely fine, but literally, what it is, it's you know. You know, it's about trying to get coaches or scouts into those particular countries and into those particular teams to actually look at the the like player um, in terms of how he is around you know um, players his quote unquote his own level and and you know you know and again it's I'm not gonna say it, you know it was pointless because again of course we need the African Nations Cup but the coverage was poor. The final was poor, um, and you know, again, Cameroon deserved to win it, one hundred percent. Nigeria were poor, Ghana were poor, um, Ivory Coast were poor. Hey, you know, it's it, you know, they all black to deceive. Do you, do you think the timing of the tournament, the fact that it's in the middle of a season, do you think that has an effect on it? The players' mindsets. You know what I mean? That they are in the middle of a of a season. Do you think that has an effect on the tournament? One hundred percent. Because again, I don't think so. I don't think so. Come on, oh, come, Jesse, 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 this, Jesse, this, Jesse, this, Jesse. 
this is what African players has been doing for years, and the Premiership knows that. I mean, so before they sign any African players, they knew that there's possibility they're gonna be they're gonna be they're gonna be having a break in this kind of time, and they're gonna be representing their country. Even FIFA stated. So I don't think it's as if they don't know about it. They know about it, even though some clubs are trying to shut it down. Or exactly, some, Pic yeah, because, that's, because well, it's for their own selfish reasons. Exactly. So, reasons. Yeah. so would you be able, would you shut the European Cup that with Europa, Europa down, regardless well, of whatever you, season they put out? Well, you know, it all comes down to money, and literally at this exactly. present moment in time, the African Nations Cup doesn't generate enough money. For you know, for the Premiership or for, for like FIFA or whoever the government in the, the kind of um, governing body is to to literally say, you know, what, we're going to have it at the end of the season. And again, that's why a lot of clubs, i.e., Watford, didn't want to release De Dennis to actually play for Nigeria. You would never hear that. No, 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 no. Because of money. I don't think it's because of money. It's okay, not well. Of money. Well, put it, well, well, let's see, put, it, put it this way. If the Euros were, well, let's see, halfway through the season, and if West Ham said, you know what, we're not going to release De you know, Declan Rice, do you know how the country would be up in arms? There's absolutely no way that. that would happen. Listen, before you sign an African player, you ought to have known, and this is stipulated in the regulations, and African players that you're signing has to represent even if he's chose not to you have to push the african player to represent if he's invited you must not stop him to represent yeah, i don't think you're allowed aren't you not? yeah you're not allowed i think it's it's in the regulation they must attend so i don't i don't even think it's about money because if you were to be, if you were to be about money I don't think much club in the Premiership will be signing a lot of African players. So it wasn't well, if, you're the, if, if, if you're FSG and you're going to give Mo Salah what you're looking for, £400,000 a week, you're not happy that he's gone mid-season regardless of where it is. You know what I mean? He's been gone a month now and you're paying top black aren't you? Do you, um, but do you yeah. I mean, again, I, I, sorry. Um, sorry, wait. Sorry, I'm, I'm interested to see what people think of the player's mentality because I'm looking at the effects that the Euros had on Maguire and Shaw when they came back to Man United. Now, it'd be interesting to see the mentality when the other lads come back, Salah and Mane. Only, only time will tell. And, you know, as a kind of Liverpool fan, I think, you know, once... Again, you know they've they've kind of built 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 this up to be a Mane Salah um sorry um a, a, a Mane Salah final, but um I think as a team, yes, Senegal probably deserved to win. I think Cameroon yes. were like the best team overall. Um, yeah, I mean again, I was just hoping and praying that Salah I, I, or Mane did as well. I'm going to ask you one question, Tabriz. I'm going to ask you one question, okay? And then please be honest to answer this in the all of the tournaments how many goals did senegal concede oh they probably uh, i don't want to just say how many goals just tell me how many goals. um you know what i i wouldn't know but i know that the, um 
they like had like the best defense, which I believe was about was it four? four? They only considered two goals. Two goals. Yes. Wow. Oh. So how come they how come and Cameroon considered four goals, if not more? So how do you consider them to be the best team? How because do you all, to be the best team? because literally overall, this personally, personally overall, Cameroon scored like a lot more goals. They um yeah they, they scored more goals. Know, in the um, they, they actually worked. They actually worked better. together than Senegal. No, but again, one hundred percent. But but again, well, I mean, I would, I would probably. Say, well, I mean, it wasn't really the Senegal cult, you know, um, goal like keeper. I don't think he was the best. best. He was. He was. I don't many. think he was the best. He was no, but. No, but like how many I think you know people kinda get a little bit carried away in terms of because a team conceded, you know, concedes the less goals, that was the best goalkeeper. It's like, you know, in you know, again, I don't wanna go away from the African nations, but people said that Donorama was the best keeper in the Euros, but he only made five saves. Yeah. So, you know, let's no, see, let's not get carried away. Yeah, no, you know, yeah, you're right, you're right, Fabrice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I, I got people. I remember in Ireland in 1990, we made it to the quarterfinals of the World Cup, and we didn't win a game. We didn't win a game. We we drew four, we drew four matches, and that got us to a quarterfinal where we got beat. So that sometimes these statistics can be mislead. Very, very. But I mean, hey, I mean, um, it is what it is, you know. Now it's done. Um, you know, you know, Sky and you know now TV or, who, or whoever you sub subscribe to for it, you know, it's all done and dusted. And now it's kind of back to everyone's bread and butter now, um, and it'll be forgotten about, which is a shame. But it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah unfortunately. I mean, we'll have a, we'll have a similar scenario next year, and it'll be interesting because the World Cup will be held at a similar mid-season point. So, but just, lads, just to wrap up the actual recording of the podcast, um, we, we, we started off, as we said, we talked about the FA Cup, then we went on to Anthony Alanga, on to technical director Ashworth, and finished off with the AFCON. Um, in a good hour, hope everyone enjoyed it. And I have to thank Tobias and Barry for inviting me to host it. But more importantly, thanks to the fellas for running it every week because it's an excellent chat. We want everyone to get involved. Hopefully, people are listening. Hopefully, people want to add their well bit done. in. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well it's done. great to end these discussions out. And it's, it's brilliant. It's like sitting down the pool with your mates. And it's great. So, hope everyone enjoyed it. And I think Barry's going to press the stop button now. So, good evening. Good night, everybody. And thanks very much. Good night. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank, Thank you, Wayne. Thank you.